Hi, folks. Welcome to episode 103 of the Wealth on Any Income podcast. This is where we talk about money, tips, techniques, attitudes, information, and provide inspiration around your business and your money. I'm your host, Rennie Gabriel. In past episodes, we spoke about how to understand the numbers from your business, how to measure the level of pleasure based on where you spend your money, how to track your money in five to 10 seconds, what determines how close you are to complete financial choice, and how to run your business without being in your business. And last week, we had Joe Applebaum, a LinkedIn expert who trains hundreds of coaches, consultants, and sales professionals each month. Today, we have as our guest, Curtis May. Curtis is the host of the Practical Wealth Show podcast and the creator and owner of Practical Wealth Advisors. Curtis has been providing financial planning for individuals and families for more than 35 years. His focus is to support people to become financially free by following the principles of wealth creation that have endured for centuries around the world. Curtis, welcome to the Wealth on Any Income podcast. Rennie, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Oh, terrific. Well, let's get right to it with some questions. Uh, the first one might be a little tough, but why do you do what you do? You know, I, I like helping people. All right. I like the, you know, from a professional, I like the freedom of doing what I want to do, but really I'm upset, right? <laughs> because I, I, uh, you know, I, I was taught a certain way, you know, when I first got into the industry. And then I read a little purple book called Rich Dad Poor Dad, realized a lot of stuff would, what rich people do, what institutions do is different from what I was teaching. And I'm honestly, I'm like, uh, what is it? Saul from Tarsus. I'm, I'm mad. Now I'm mad. And uh, now I'm, I'm in a message to, to just get the, the word out to people about really what's going on with their finances, and how they can be in control. So that's, that's, I get a lot of satisfaction from when I see the light bulbs go on for people where they feel like they can be a little bit more in control of their, of their money and how they think. And that's why I do it. Terrific. I, I get that. Believe me, I do, because you and I are on the same page. Yep. Now, let me ask you this, because you know I try and lead by example. I donate 100% of the profits from the work I do to charity. Tell me what, what particular charity is the most important to you and what do they do? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I reading your stuff, I was like, we have to step it up. <laughs> but outside of you know, church, it's like one of the things that my, and I usually let my wife direct the giving. But she will support uh, HBCUs at historically black colleges. So we'll read an article and uh, about that. So she, we really enjoy that. And then I'll send them hats or masks or they're really thankful. Even if you only send them $100, $500, it's like, oh, thank you letters from the president. I mean, it's, you know, so we, you know, we, she, my wife is a big, I should have everyone to talk about this part because she's, she's like, look, you got to. Especially we'll talk to, and I'll, I'll go there for a second, African-Americans, you got to learn to support the organizations that are important to you and um, outside of tithing to the church, right? And so HBCUs are, are a bigger one. I went to a private Christian schools that I think helped make me the man I am today, part of it. So I, you know, I, I uh, give to that. I used to play in the alumni game. My wife was like, listen, they don't need you to come back and play in the alumni game. They need your money. Yeah, you know, I get it. I know you feel like you're living your your the the glory days, but they they need money, so you send them a check. You can play, but send them a check, right? (laughs) So I do that. 
That's the important part. It's the yeah. money that makes the world go around. And <clears throat> I've got to tell you, my TEDx talk was at Wiley College in Texas, mm. uh, which is a black college. And I was treated like royalty there. I, it just was the most wonderful experience I had. So uh, I am thrilled that you are um, supporting them in the way that you do. It's important. I, I think that, you know, giving and giving as a wealth principle, I don't think it's taught. And uh, and so it lets you know that, uh, and I've, you know, I'm saying this because I have to get better at this also, but you could, could always do more. And so it lets you get you out of what I call scarcity thinking, knowing that if you let it go, it will come back to you, you know, and it's a, it's a, it's a, a, a biblical wealth principle. So that's, yeah. That's it works. important. Yeah, it works. Yeah. People either have scarcity thinking or prosperity thinking, and uh, you can just turn the switch and move from one to the other when you're conscious of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let me ask you, I said, you know, you work with individuals and families, but who are your target markets or target market? So the people that like me are tend to, they, so they aspire to what I call work optional income. And so uh, you and know, I mean, again, they can they work, can live off. Say that again. Work. They want work. Optional, optional income. income. So we want we call it being financially free, being that you can you can live like you want to live from the income from your personally invested assets. Mm-hmm. So we tend to focus on things that send you a check every month. We're right, and where people are, most people in typical planning are told to put money away for thirty years. So what happens is, but that's an easy message to. Uh, uh, real estate investors, because they already get that, right? And yep. they and they want liquidity use control of their capital. So I kind of support them in that and show them how to lean into that where typical advice is teaching them to send their money to some fund manager they never met, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, you can make, you know, and they already know they can make their money, make more money in Vanguard, you know, or, or Fidelity, not to name, you know, but some fund manager you never met, let's say. Yeah. And uh, hoping the market goes up. And the other people that really like me and my message are entrepreneurs and small business owners because they know that, you know, I'm not telling them, so listen, your best investment is not sending, putting, you know, $500 in a Roth or something like that. You need to invest in your business, you know? And so we, that, and then people that aspire to that. So let's say they're working and they've got two or three investing properties or taking courses and they're trying to learn how to do e-commerce or they're doing network marketing or selling real estate. And I mean, they're hustling trying to generate income outside of your thing so they can, I tell people, look, you got to sell something, you save your money up, that's a down payment for whatever. And, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, but you have to have a focus. One of the things that we teach, Renny, is, is investing is not about buying something. It's more about becoming something, right? Mm. Right. And so mm-hmm. it's become, right? And so the three rules of investing is we teach is that invest in your expertise, invest in which you can influence the outcome of, and don't chase returns. And so most people are chasing returns. So people I'm talking to, they kind of get that. I can maybe clarify it from a little bit because they're hearing a lot of noise. Yes. You know, because they're doing what the world does, but your financial planning is different for business owners. You can't do what everybody else does because your life is different, right? Yeah. So you, and, and uh, they don't really get that because all the marketing, you think you're an outlier doing something different and you're crazy, but you're not. Okay. So I let them know, listen, you're not crazy. Okay. So that's, that's the people I work with. They, they get the madness that is Curtis and, you know, we, we kind of speak the same language. Yeah. No, that makes so much sense. I mean, when you're talking about uh, Johnny Paycheck, he's got a different approach to investing than an entrepreneur 
who has control over their income. And yeah, it's a whole different mindset that needs to be created because you're right. All the marketing is to Johnny Paycheck. Right. Right. Um, that's that's where the, most of the people are employees. So yeah. from a business standpoint, you're going to, you know, the middle market and people that are working is most of the marketplace. And so you're going to, you, you know, you're going to sell to the masses. If I'm a mutual fund company, I want to, I want to mark, aim my marketing or the people that have the money that's sitting on the sideline and they have jobs. And they, the message is you don't have the time, the training or the temperament to personally manage your own money. You're not smart enough. That's the basic message, right? And so the yep. basic message is right. give your money to us and uh, let us worry about all that kind of stuff. But that, where has that worked in any other area of your life? where you don't focus on it, where you don't learn anything, it doesn't. And so you don't want to wake up 35 years later and found out you were building your ladder up, climbing the ladder up against the wrong wall. And that's what, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what a lot of people are doing. Those are the perfect analogies. Yes. Now, let's talk about, well, I, this may be sensitive, but mm -hmm. what would you say your biggest failure was, whether it was in personal, your personal life or your business life? So I'm a second generation entrepreneur, right? So my family was in busy at a supermarket and then we were, we had a fire and then we, my dad got into the tavern business. So I was kind of doing this and then I kind of got, it's like the Godfather three, just when you think are out, they keep pulling me back in. <laughs> I, I kind of moved out of it, but then he got, he actually got shot. Somebody tried to rob us and he got shot in a robbery ooh. attempt. So he lived but he never was able to work again. So I'm the, just my sister and I, I'm the oldest and I was running one of them, but then I took over both and it was already, we had a good manager and uh, we had properties and I'm thinking I know, I, I actually don't know that I thought I knew everything, but we clashed, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so humility, okay, and just leave stuff alone and watch it. That was the, mis you know, the, the, you know, the, because the biggest problem was trying to take over, you know, we had properties. I didn't know about property management, how to get good tenants. Cash flow was all jacked up. I didn't know about inventory control of, you know, if you do X amount of uh, sales, you should like, if you sell this much liquor or beer, you should have X amount of money. So I got a mm -hmm. crash course in the numbers of the business, cost of goods sold versus how much money should be in the register, that, that kind of stuff. If I did that and up quicker, and yeah. then kind of left well enough alone and just had a better bookkeeping, you know, is, is I didn't know anything about any of that stuff. Right. And uh, that was painful <laughs> lesson. And so now I'm, I am anal about cash flow management, about, you know, knowing your numbers. I told people I, I do my books weekly. <laughs> okay. If not daily, I reckon I might reconcile daily every other day and I do my PLs like every Saturday. I have pick a time mm. and we go over our numbers because that's which gets measured. We use our clients get done, right? And you have to measure, you gotta know where you are. And I'll talk to a client, I was she was she on a restaurant. I was like, Well, when you when do you talk to your accountant? I don't, my partner does. When do you do your do you have a PL? No. Would you look at your numbers? No, maybe about three mm. months ago. I was like, Are you kidding me? Don't get me started with her. I'm having flashbacks. She had properties with no insurance. I was like, oh my God, you, I don't even want to talk to you. Okay. Here's call this person, call this PNC guy. Let's, cause you, you got a couple hundred thousand, you got two, $250,000 properties with no insurance. You are insane. Yeah. And I talk like that. Right. So <laughs> straight. Yeah, I will listen. I'm going to let you. Now I've got enough rapport with them to, to get away with that. I mean, I don't just start out. What are you idiot? You know, I don't start that way, but 
you know, I get to know our people and they know I care. So if you know you care, you're not, there's nothing, nothing for sale initially. I'm just seeing where you're at and where the inefficiencies are and where you're vulnerable. And I try to shore that up. And uh, so they know my heart's in the right place. <laughs> so I, I'm going to guess, well, I think you've already answered it, but I, I'm just going to make it clear for the yeah. listeners uh-huh. is that from the way you started in the business, in your family's business and the things that went wrong, apparently you're doing things differently now. You are paying attention to the cash flow now. So your biggest insight. And, and the reason I was hearing it this way is that if you're not managing your inventory and measuring against the cash in the till, people could be skimming the money off and you wouldn't even know it. You could yes. be having people embezzling from you and you wouldn't even be aware of it. That's everything. Like that was what was happening. I didn't know. I couldn't see it. I just, I didn't understand it. And that was frustrating. So a lot of people, like if you're like an online business, you really see all the money, but you don't yep. really track. Like I'll talk to real estate investors like, all right, well, you did this marketing and how does that show up in your, in your, you know, in conversions and revenue? And if you're spending money on this, how much does that make? Cause you might be doing a lot of stuff, but you don't know what's working, what's not because you don't track your numbers. So I've really started, most financial advisors don't play being bothered with cash flow management. And so to me, that's where the rubber meets the road. What most wealth is lost by how people manage cash flow. Yep. And uh, you got to start there. I mean, you got to pay, you know, I, I, basically people say, what do you do? I teach chapter two of the richest man in Babylon, basically, right? Part, yeah. the seven cures for a lean purse. I mean, it don't, that's why when I say I do principles based principles that don't yeah. change, right? There's nothing to do with products. It's all about your, as Jim Rohn would say, your philosophy. He says, most people don't have a money problem. They have a philosophy problem. And I get a little excited when I talk about this stuff, but so I'll, <laughs> But that's it. And, you know, and if people knew basic stuff or, or like I'm trying to, you know, my kids are 21 and 18. So I'm a little late, but I'm, I'm working on them. I got a 10 year old. So it's like, all right, we're going to play cash flow. I've got to make sure you get this because all they're being taught, they're not being taught anything about money. No, it's and they might come out making hopefully 80, 100 grand. I, I, one time I did a talk at Penn for this sorority and they were sophomores going to be juniors. So how many of y'all have ever had a, a class on money management? None of it. Right. And, and so they expected to come out of school making 80 or 100 grand a year. So you have no instruction. The ones that, you know, I gave them a little quiz is the one that knew a little bit families were self-employed. Right. So you yeah. had a little bit more financial literacy, but most of them were, were. And so they're coming out with debt and just no financial literacy and financial literacy is accounting. Right. It's not investing. It's accounting. It's, it's knowing yeah. your numbers. Right. right? That's the, the, the language of money is accounting. And you know, the numbers tell a story. Most people don't know their story. Okay. And I can talk to them for five minutes and I can tell you it's going to be a happy ending or you're going to, it's going to be a nightmare. All right. It's, it jumps out at you once you read it. You know, once I started paying attention to it and learning how to read, the, I tell you, when I first read Rich Dad Poor Dad, I, you know, I always tell you, you ever see the end of the matrix? Like when at the end of the matrix one, when Neil could see the matrix once I used to hate accounting, but after the Rich Dad Poor Dad, I could see financial statements. It's like the matrix. Everything I saw, I could see that. And I was like, oh, I love accounting now, right? And uh, just draw those little two boxes. And I was like, okay. And then if I'm looking at something, I'll go income, expense, asset, liabilities, boom, boom, boom. Money's going in, out, into debt, to, you know. And uh, that's, that really simplified it for me. So I try to simplify it for clients because, you know, a confused mind does nothing. You're absolutely right. A confused mind cannot make a decision. 
Curtis, I love what you've shared. Let me ask you this. Is there a valuable free resource that you can direct our listeners to that could further help them or have them get in contact with you? Yes, I will give you, I don't know that. So I'll give you one and I have another one I'll give you put in, in the notes, but there's a, there's a free uh, report called, we're big on liquidity. So it's called the value of liquidity mm-hmm. of, of, you know, a lot of people give that short shrift, so to speak. And so if they'll text be the bank mm-hmm. to five, five, four, four, four. And then I also have, uh, so let's be the bank, all one word to five, five, four, four, four. And, and you'll get the report PDF report and it'll put you on our mailing list. If you want to stay in touch with us, there's another one I have where I go over the cash flow management It's called, um, budgeting stinks. <laughs> it's the, uh, there's a uh, lead page, which I don't know by heart. But it's, it'll be in the show notes where you yep, can go I've there. Got it. I've got and, that. Uh, you emailed that to me, so I'll put that in the show notes as well. And that's about it. Check out the show and hear more about the madness that is Curtis. Okay, <laughs> you know it's it's fun. We just you're trying to get people and let them know. Look, there's a lot of ways. Just basically like what you do. I, I bought the book, right? And uh, so I've learned yes, a lot. Thank you. And, and um, I think I get it again because I bought it in a, in, a, in a PDF. I need the book. This book, like in certain books, you got to get where you need to get the hard copy and take notes and I put those little tabs in it. And that yeah, yours book is one of those books, right? I got to go back through it as like a workbook, right? And yes. uh, a reference book to go back through it. So, you know, you got to read. I'd make our clients make is a strong word, but you got to read at least a book a month on money. Yeah. Or a book a month on anything if you want to grow your life. Right. I just completed two books. One of them was called 4,000 Weeks, Time Management for Mortals. The other was called uh, happy for no reason. Mm. So yeah, and th- those are the last two months, the last two books I can remember. I need um, that. All right. Yeah. Curtis, this has been a great interview. I want to thank you for being on the show. I will have the, the stuff that people need in the show notes. Again, thank you for being on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And to my listeners, thank you for tuning in. Next week, we're going to have Bob Wheeler who's going to talk about how you can conquer any money shame over poor financial decisions you might have made and how to make better choices. You can listen to the Wealth on Any Income podcast on your favorite platform, and please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you'd like to know how books, movies, and society programs you to be poor and what the cure is, then log on to wealthonanyincome.com forward slash TEDx. You'll hear my TEDx talk and can request a free 27-page roadmap to complete financial choice and receive a weekly email with tips, techniques, or inspiration around your business or your money. And if you'd like to see how you can increase your wealth and donate to the causes that touch your heart, please check out our affordable program, Wealth with Purpose, obviously on the wealthonanyincome.com website. Until next week, be prosperous. Bye-bye for now.